What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. With two new subvariants of Omicron beginning to show up around the state, public health officials are urging people to get the current COVID boosters. Dr. Matthew Sims is Director of Infectious Disease Research at Corwell Health. Nationally, you know, these two new variants have crept in. They're called BQ1 and BQ11. They're sub-variants of Omicron, and they both come from Omicron BA5, which is the most common one right now. And so it's concerning because they, they went from basically being nothing to being about 10 or 11 percent of everything we're seeing. Sims says the new boosters aimed at preventing more cases. He says it could also lower the number of serious events and hospitalizations. Coming next year to Silver Beach could be new playground equipment. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners today voted to apply for a Michigan Department of Natural Resources Spark grant for new equipment at the main playground near the entrance to the park. Berrien County Parks Director Jill Adams tells us there have been talks about replacing the equipment for several years as it is the original equipment that was installed in the 90s. She says the goal is to have universal design elements to allow for accessibility. We want this playground to be a destination playground for everybody, and we want people of all abilities to come and play and enjoy that playground. Adam says the DNR grant sought by the county is up is for up to $1 million. It's not cheap, especially if we are going to bring in the features and the surfacing that we would like to see there. The resolution was written to reflect the SPARC grant, so the applications can be for up to $1 million. Adams notes the county's been working with designers on planning the new playground. Her goal is to maintain the equipment people remember and love the most while bringing in some more modern rides. If all goes well, work to replace the equipment could start late summer of 2023. Berrien County is adopting an official trails policy to govern the development of new trails throughout the community. As more municipalities and other groups seek county support for trails, the Berrien County Board of Commissioners wants to ensure the county is not on the hook for things that should be someone else's responsibility. County Administrator Brian DeSette tells us such a policy is needed as trails grow in popularity. It is an asset that residents want to see constructed and made available to the public, but it's also one of these that if the board is going to approve these agreements, they're trying to set some guardrails, pun intended, to ensure that the trail development meets design and safety standards and is also something that doesn't become a funding drain for future commission members. The policy addresses what obligations and other that other organizations will have when seeking county support for new trails. Among other things, the county wants those partner groups to account for maintenance, design, and liability. The set said the Board of Commissioners could consider the policy next week. Meanwhile, the Berrien County Board of Commissioners will soon consider a grant application for a new trail project in the St. Joseph area. Speaking to colleagues today, Commissioner Jim Curran said the Road Department and Community Development are looking at a trail near the Whirlpool headquarters. It is to continue the non-motorized trail along M63 between Higman Park Road and Monty Road called the Lakeview Trail. Monty Road is the uh, trailhead that's on the Whirlpool property. So this is a grant that we're applying for through MDOT. 
Curran said the trail expansion would cost about $2.3 million, and the MDOT grant being sought by the counties for $1.4 million. Remaining funds would come from a couple of DNR grants. Commissioners will consider a resolution on the issue next week. Congressman Fred Upton says that the days of the House Select Committee on the events of January 6, 2021 are likely numbered. The committee last week held its first meeting since July. Upton says with elections looming, they'd better wrap up the investigation. Does he think they've done enough? I think that they have. They're going to be working on a, on a final report. I know that because assuming that the House flips, that commission will not be continued in the next Congress. Traditionally, those select committees like this one expire at the end of the Congress. So one would expect that to happen. So they really have to wrap up their work before the end of December. And I think that they will. Upton says it's not likely former President Donald Trump will testify to the committee after it subpoenaed him last week. He says Trump won't agree to provide further evidence to the committee. The Michigan State Police Post in Pawpaw is planning an open house for next week. It says MSP specialty teams will showcase the latest technology and gadgets used in their performance of their duties. Also, it says those interested in in a career with state police will have a chance to speak directly with a recruiter. The Post will offer car seat checks and a chance to qualify for families to get a car seat. Families are encouraged to bring the kids as there will be activities for them, including a truck or treat. Costumes will be welcomed. The open house will be at the Michigan State Police Post on 60th Avenue in Pawpaw next Friday, October 28th from 3 to 6 p.m. Everyone's welcome. And when Conexus and Barry and Risa hold a Career Pathways event for high school students next week, among the employers on hand to spread information will be Barry and County. County Administrator Brian DeSette told the Board of Commissioners this morning two departments will be recruiting at the uh, Career Pathways event. So right now we have both the Road Department and the Parks Department are planning to attend to have uh, information booths set up. And they're going to talk with kids about what it means to work in parks, what it means to work in roads. And this is just another example of some of the outreach that your staff are doing. DeSette said he hopes the outreach could lead to some public servants being committed to their community. He's spreading the word about what the Parks and Road Department are doing to other county departments in an effort to address the ongoing staffing shortages faced by the county. Risa, Conexus, and Lake Michigan College will host around 2,000 high school kids next Friday at the Mendel Center to tell them about local career options. On hand will be more than 40 employers. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. Liz Truss is no longer Britain's prime minister. She announced her resignation today after weeks of economic instability and opposition from lawmakers in her own party. President Joe Biden weighed in with a short statement. ABC's Karen Travers has more. President Biden says his administration will continue its close cooperation with the U.K. government to meet global challenges in the wake of the resignation of Prime Minister Liz Truss. The president met only once with Truss, who served as Britain's leader for just 44 days. Mr. Biden telling reporters Thursday at the White House. He was a good partner on Russia and Ukraine. President Biden said in a statement, the U.S. and the U.K. as, quote, strong allies and enduring friends will never change. Karen Travers, ABC News. Washington. And they're off. Conservative members of Parliament in Britain who wish to enter yet another contest to become the next Prime Minister are preparing to do so. More from ABC's Tom Rivers. Given the weird political times we're going through here, the rules are being made up as they go. 
Graham Brady, the chair of the committee charged with organizing the contest. Nominations are now open. We'll close at two o'clock on Monday. Candidates will be expected to have at least 100 uh, colleagues uh, nominating them. The final two candidates will take part in a broadcast debate to be followed later by an online vote of Conservative Party members throughout the country. Tom Rivers, ABC News, London. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Advisory Committee today voted that the agency should update its recommended vaccine schedules to add the COVID-19 vaccine, including to the schedule for children. Ahead of the vote by the Advisory Committee on vaccine practices, a false claim suggesting it would automatically mandate the vaccine for all school children spread quickly online. However, the CDC does not have the authority to set school vaccination requirements. That is a decision that is up to the states. The trial of five members of the far-right militia group, the Oath Keepers, continues in Washington, D.C. federal court, now in its third week. Proceedings allege the group's members conspired to stop the certification of the 2020 presidential election when they stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. ABC's Jay O'Brien has more. On day 12 of the Oath Keepers trial, prosecutors focused on the Capitol attack itself, showing messages and other communications between group members sent on January 6th. They meticulously detail, prosecutors say, the coordinated effort to breach the Capitol and how the Oath Keepers viewed themselves and other Capitol rioters as patriots. Defense attorneys have argued the Oath Keepers did not have a plan to breach the Capitol that day. The trial is expected to continue into November. Jay O'Brien, ABC News. A town employee who for years quietly lowered the fluoride level in a Vermont community's drinking water has resigned. Richmond Water Superintendent Kendall Chamberlain submitted a letter of resignation Monday. He said in his letter that fluoride levels have not been in the state-recommended range for over a decade. That's much longer than the nearly four years the state had originally disclosed. The Vermont Health Department says it does not regulate municipal water systems, but communicated frequently with Chamberlain about fluoridation. It says the levels would improve, but then drop again. The initial discovery sparked concerns about dental health, misinformation, and government transparency. A child in Nevada is dead, killed by a brain-eating amoeba that he got while swimming in Lake Mead. More from ABC's Alex Stone. It's a tiny parasite, and it's rare. But when the brain-eating amoeba enters a nose and then the brain, most cases are deadly. The Southern Nevada Health District says a boy has died from a brain-eating amoeba he likely got from swimming in Lake Mead in October. Doctors say there's little that can be done once the amoeba is in the brain. The parasite can't be killed with antibiotics or antivirals. The amoeba only lives in warm, freshwater environments. The health district saying avoid swimming in warm, fresh water or wear a nose clip. Alex Stone, ABC News. The White House says the U.S. has evidence Iranian troops are directly engaged on the ground in Crimea, supporting Russian drone attacks on Ukraine's infrastructure and civilian population. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby told reporters today Iran sent a relatively small number of personnel to Crimea. That's a part of Ukraine that was illegally annexed by Russia in 2014. Those are assisting Russian troops in launching Iranian-made drones against Ukraine, Kirby said. He said the Iranians have put trainers and tech support in Crimea, but, quote, it's the Russians who are doing the piloting. Six months into the pandemic, the Brookings Institution published a paper predicting that COVID would lead to a large, quote, lasting baby bust. ABC's Jim Ryan says the researchers behind their report have been forced 
to eat their words. Since the Great Recession of 2007, the nation's fertility rate has been on the decline, raising fears of a dwindling workforce and faltering economy in the next decade. Two and a half years later, the National Bureau of Economic Research has found that the opposite was true this time. Years of declining birth rates actually rose in 2021 for a net increase of 46,000 babies. Researchers say the work-from-home trend that came with COVID convinced women that they could grow their families without dropping out of the workforce. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And something is afoot at the Circle K. Cannabis products will soon be available at some Circle K locations in Florida. This is ABC's Derek Dennis. Talk about convenience. Several Circle K convenience store and gas station locations in Florida will begin selling marijuana products next year. It's part of a lease agreement with cannabis company Green Thumb Industries, testing a pilot program to operate dispensaries at 10 Circle K locations. Selling marijuana is still illegal under federal law, but Florida law allows sales for medical use. The state's health department says there are more than 700,000 users registered under Florida's medical marijuana program. Derek Dennis, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.